1: We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. We got the A team, Horowitz and Gersenfo back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Horowitz was just telling me he was running a little late, got in about five minutes before showtime. He was over at the American Legion and. North New Jersey for comedy night, which is a Saturday staple uh, for most of us. He was there with his girlfriend's parents, and they're walking in, and her dad said, you know what? It's a special night. They put away the box wine, and they got <laughs> bottles of wine. <laughs> uh, and then they had a young comedian that didn't relate to the crowd, was the first one out there. And... I'm just, I, I told him, I, and I've been to, a, and God bless all of our veterans, I've been to a lot of American Legion halls. Uh, the smell's the same, and I mean that in a good way. Is that—and It's just, you know, comedy night in a room like that, that's a tough night. But, you know, when they're putting away the box wine and they're going to the bottles, it's this close to New Year's Eve at a northern New Jersey American Legion hall. So if they're listening in Clark, New Jersey... I hope comedy night was everything you wanted. If you're just joining us or tuning in, we've been talking about the state of the NFL, having some really good conversation. What's good about the NFL, what's bad about the NFL, and changes that are needed in the NFL. I've talked about full-time officials, limit uh, replays, a sky judge, uh, you can join in one eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge. You can tweet me. I'll read your tweets. And then that kid has like thirty thousand signatures on a petition to move the Super Bowl from Sunday night to Saturday night. I like it where it is. Uh, Super Bowl weekend, the ramp up to it, the lead up to it. I don't think it needs to be on a Saturday. What do you think? Uh, you can voice your opinion on that. And then the Tom Brady next destination, because it it seems like it's done in New England. It really does. And people are saying, well, he wants to go to a winner. Does he really? i That's why they say, well, look at Indy. Look at the team there. Uh, Dallas for a year. I know you got Dak Prescott. They got McCarthy. I don't see Brady there. I've said Miami. They weren't playing bad football. Chances are they're going to get their quarterback in the draft if Tua is cleared. And if not, it could be Justin Herbert, who was a senior bowl MVP. So you get Brady for a couple years. He's in South Beach where it's a perfect fit. He's going to sell seats, suites, and he can tutor Tua. Doesn't sound bad. Is it the Raiders in Vegas with that big stadium and the glitz and glamour? Even though Raider home games are going to be home games for whoever they're playing when their fans all take a Vegas trip in. Can you imagine, all right, so the Raiders have the Jets, let's say. That place is going to be 75% New Yorkers who plan on going out to Vegas for a weekend and they can watch the Jets or the Giants. So I, I think Dolphins, Raiders, the the Chargers thing—that's a pretty good team. You know they got a lot of talent. Rivers moved back to Florida. I don't know where Rivers is going to end up. Is he going to be Tennessee Titans? Is that the the likely destination with him? Foles has that big money in Jacksonville. I, I you know, if Jay, <laughs> Jameis James Winston can just cut down on the interceptions, you know he really had. a a great year throwing the football outside of the picks. And then, you know, does he end up back in New England? So you join in when eight five five two one two four CBS. I it seems done in New England. It really does. Horowitz, you follow the NFL. Grossafo, you're a Jets fan. Horowitz, you're a Giants fan. Would you guys agree with me that Brady's done in New England?
2: I don't know if he's done in New England. I probably put the odds at fifty-fifty right now, but I think his career is very, very close to done. I mean, he didn't look remotely like the Tom Brady that we've come to know this year. And and you know, folks in New England point to you know his weapons outside and say, "Look who's he got to throw to." But for the last twenty years, they say, "Look how great Tom he is. He's got nobody to throw to, and he makes the the best out of it." So you can't have it one way and then flip the other when it doesn't go your way.
1: You know, trying to get New Yorkers for an unbiased opinion on anything out of Boston.
2: <laughs> well, you don't even want to hear Graceffo. <laughs> oh,
1: I know, What you're you hate the Patriots more than any team on earth, right? Sure. So, where do you think Tom Brady plays this fall?
3: Uh, I think it's either Los Angeles with the Chargers, Vegas with the Raiders, or Tampa Bay.
1: Tampa Bay, really?
3: Yeah, I think if... You put Tom Brady on that team with those weapons that are a playoff Ooh. team instantly.
1: Yeah, Evans. Is O.J. Howard their tight end? Yeah, huh? and
3: Chris Godwin's the other wide receiver.
1: Oh, yeah, out of Penn State. Yeah, that's – and then they go just Winston's a turnover machine. Like I said, we have like 31 touchdowns, 31 picks or something like that. And
3: Bruce Arians knows how to have success with an older quarterback.
1: Yeah, with like, a great point with Carson Palmer out in Arizona. Look at Graceffo. St- no one's talked about Tampa. Indy's been mentioned a lot. And a lot of AFC teams have been mentioned because they think if Brady would leave, he'd want to go somewhere where he could send a little message back at Belichick, right? There haven't been a lot of NFC teams mentioned. You're, you're the one of the first ones. And someone sent me an email. Daniel Martineau said, Dallas, I think he's listening on 105.3 of the Metroplex, but not a lot of NFC teams have been mentioned,
3: yeah, I just don't see how the Cowboys are going to fit Brady under the cap. If they if Brady wants $35 million a year, how are they going to do that?
1: Yeah, and the Dolphins, hey, they're not close. They might be close to winning six games next year or seven. If Brady maybe you can get to 500 or 9-7. and seven. I mean, I think the Bills win that division this fall. And the Jets, I believe if they stay healthy, really could be one of those flip teams. You know, they could be 9-7, and 10-6. Do do you agree with me where it's done in New England with Brady and Belichick?
3: Uh, I want to, but I'm not sure. I want to believe that. I think it makes a lot of sense to believe that. Um, If you negotiate the right to leave, why wouldn't you want to leave? And that's exactly what he did.
1: Did Belichick just... Did he... And again, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but with how weaponless they were, knowing... Their record a long time ago that they're going to run away with the AFC East. Okay. And I know Buffalo was a formidable uh, challenge. And I did call them as a playoff team last August on this show. But they didn't go out and get anybody. They didn't do anything to he help did their get offense. A, he
3: did get him, Antonio Brown. Yeah. And then, and then Antonio Brown went nuclear on everyone.
1: Yeah. You're right. They did get Brown. And uh, that was the one, the one. But then when Brown, you know, when. Went south. They and didn't. He
3: got him, Mohamed Sanu, and it didn't work out.
1: Yeah, Sanu, that yeah, Sanu looked really out of place in that offense, didn't he? He never looked comfortable.
2: There's a lot of guys, though, Bill, that go to that offense and just look out of whack. You know, it's it's just not for everyone. That's that's the truth of it.
1: Man, making a lot of sense early out of the gate. He must have had a good nap. I really didn't. Yeah, and, but, and
3: true, it is early. I got to be here for another six hours. And so.
1: you were almost objective without a tone of hate for Tom Brady. I know it's hard for me to do. That was you were you were professional, Grisepo, for for a good five minute. And someone, you know, Horowitz, roll that tape, because that was the most professional Grisepo has been, without saying, well, you know, here's what's up. Brady's toast. He's done. He's finished. I, anybody picks him up, they'll be lucky to get a quarter out of him.
2: That was the longest stretch of professionalism in James's entire
3: thinking, life. Talk I'm, to me. I'm, talk to me five hours from now. See how professional? No, right
1: I'm, I'm. I'm thinking James was rolling tape because he's looking to get a job or something.
3: Oh, not here. No <laughs> chance working here.
1: Hey, hey! Look at Marash. He has become a superstar now, on air. One out uh, of a hundred. Video clips. Uh, Twitter feed is blowing up. This guy's on the verge of stardom. He's like the butter bean of CBS Sports Radio. Knocking he people
3: is. out on the way to work.
1: He's on. He's He's taking charge with his Twitter. That man right now's got footballs that are expanding by ten feet every hour. It's amazing. He's going from a seldom known producer to a overnight weekend CBS Sports Radio host to one of the big personalities in daily sports talk nationally syndicated radio. Man. It moves fast in this business; it really does. Uh, to the audience, you tell me where you think Brady ends up, and also state of the NFL: good, bad, changes needed. Uh, I'll get Horowitz and Grisepo in on that later. I want your feedback. One eight five five two one two four CBS. Let's go to Mike in Wisconsin. Thanks for the wait. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah.
4: Thank you. Thanks for taking my call this evening. How are you doing?
1: Doing good, buddy.
4: Thanks. Good. Um, I listened to all the rules and regulations, and I guess my concern over the last few years is the ratings for professional football has dropped on TV, and what if they discontinued for one year? Just take away the Thursday night games, bring back the hunger for NFL football by the fans. They just don't have the luxury of watching it so often. And Maybe they'll give the ratings a little higher ratings and make some of the games more meaningful. Some of the games on the Monday and Thursday nights are pretty pathetic between the teams. It's my thought, just listening for
1: an answer. All right, thank you, Mike, in Wisconsin. Actually, I enjoy the Thursday night and Sunday night games. I, I find myself not watching Monday night in its entirety unless you get a great matchup. I, I really like Thursday to kind of kick off the week or weekend, and I love the Sunday night game. I love Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. There's no better combination. I know Nance and Romo are pretty good. And they and they know that with the star power of, you know, Booker McFarlane, which I think there's been a lot of piling on, and Joe Satriano is that the guitar player? Who's who's the guy doing the play-by-play uh, for ESPN on Monday night? Who is it, Horowitz? Joe Tessitore. Oh yeah, uh, Joe Satriano. He he was like a guitar player. Yeah, there's just no star power. So whether it's Romo or Peyton Manning. Or, think about this, and I, I was thinking about this Horowitz and Grisafio. What if ABC, Disney, ESPN rolled out Manning and Romo and paid big bucks for both?
3: What if they rolled out Manning and
2: Manning? Yeah, baby.
1: Eli, what's this debate? He's a Hall of Famer with two Super Bowl rings. He's a Hall of Famer. It's not reti- even a question. He's retiring his number. This. This debate, it's just people who hate New York. That's all it is.
2: You know what it is? It's people who look at Eli and they say he makes doofy faces and he's not as good as his brother. Period. You're jealous.
1: Get over it. I, I think Eli Manning had a lot to do with the sudden progression of Daniel Jones at quarterback, that he was a team player. He stepped back. He took the bench. He knew the career was over. The writing was on the wall. He didn't want to go play for another team spend his time with his family, and he helped Jones become a better quarterback, maybe expedited him by a year by helping him more than any of us will ever know.
2: Just a bunch of haters,
1: Bill. That's well, all they say Well, you know, it's a, it's a reverse. All right? It's a New York. New York people hate this side, and then everybody hates the Yankees. They hate the Giants. You can't really hate the Jets because they stink. Exactly. You, you can't you feel ha- for them. You can't hate the Rangers or Islanders unless you're playing each other. You can't hate the Knicks because they can't score 50 points a game. So you, you just, you you hate the Yankees. The Mets are lovable, okay, even though their manager will have to step down because he was the only player called out in the Astros cheating scandal, which, by the way, I love Jim Crane, the owner. He said this last Tuesday, oh, we're all going to sit in a room at spring training and those players are going to come out and we're going to talk about forgiveness and they're going to talk. Well, Major League Baseball Players Association will never let that happen. What that tells me on how fast Crane fired Hinch and Lunau, that if if those players don't come clean, no matter what the immunity or MLB deal was, you watch, he'll move on from some of those players. I guarantee it. Again, I don't know the writing in the immunity deal. They're not a public company. There's no Freedom of Information Act. But that owner seems like, mm-mm, you know, th- this isn't happening. This is not happening. I own the team. And I've said it when it went down, that I, if I know guys that did it, I'd pay them, but show them the door. Uh, just what he did to Hinch and Lunau. I'm not going to allow this. And he knows that the players got immunity and turned on him. So as an owner, if you can release somebody – uh, as an owner, you can, again, I don't know what the MLBPA, what that owner can do. So, and know, what Manfred cut, and I assume lawyers were involved, so there'll be more in that story. He said it will come during spring training, so that's interesting. All right, I want to get to our huge question of the night. State of the NFL, what's good, what's bad, what changes are needed, Super Sunday or Super Saturday? Do you move the Super Bowl to Saturdays moving forward? And where does Brady play this fall? 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. Horowitz and Graceff will make it easy when the A-team hooks up. They're producing back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. John Fass will have an update. Is John on updates, right? Yeah, he's still on updates. Well, he'll have an update here in about six minutes. Huge question of the night. State of the NFL. What's the best thing about the league? What's the worst thing and what changes are needed? Also, where will Tom Brady play? Oh, man, there's a, there's a lot of debate. Will he stay in New England? Could it be Raiders, Chargers, Dolphins? Graceffo said Tampa, and that really fits. You tell me. I went 855 212 cbs That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Jim in Minnesota here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, man, how are you guys doing? Doing good, Jimmy. Hey, man, you know what? I really like
0: the turnout of Tom Brady. What if he happens to decide, like Mr. Farr, to come up here to Minnesota and play that lavish, big, beautiful dome that we have? That thing was a ton of money. Sidney Wolf knows what he's doing. Maybe he can work out some kind of deal with Mr. Brady, sit him down at the table with the head coach, Mr. Zimmer, and they can work out some kind of deal. Bring him up here. He can watch those golden gophers. Beat up on Michigan State tomorrow and get further into the rankings. Then they do a number on Ohio State. Do you feel what
1: I'm feeling? Okay, all right, Jim. Thanks for calling in, Minnesota. I appreciate it. Uh, you have Kirk Cousins making 30 million. Not going to happen with Brady in Minneapolis. Let's go to Joey on the Gulf Coast. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Joey, you there? Let's go to Dom in Richmond, Virginia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Dom.
4: Yes, let's sir. go to Leonard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: How you doing?
4: Hey, Philly, uh, new listener. Uh, First time caller here.
1: What's going uh, on? Like the show. Thank you.
4: Um, I got a couple opinions. First, Brady in Tampa Bay. Sounds like a really good idea. And um, as far as state of the NFL, um, what do you think about
1: getting rid of the kneel down? No, and, I, um, I don't like the kneel down. I don't like the spike. I don't, I you know, I, I don't like the spike and I don't like the kneel down at all.
4: Well, as far as um, getting rid of the kneel down, I think, um, I'm not sure exactly where I heard it, but um, I think it's an arena where um, the last two minutes of the game, if they don't make any forward progression where the clock actually stops. And um, I think getting rid of the kneel down and moving to that kind of um, system would actually make the game very exciting. All
1: right. we well, thank you, Tom. Yeah, well, I appreciate your call there in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, take the kneel down, the spike. I don't like that. No. Kneel down, spike, get rid of both of them. Let's go to Leonard in Baltimore, Maryland. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show.
4: Hey, Huge. It's my first time calling any radio station uh, in a really long time. So uh, the only thing I would uh, the, the say in the NFL is the only two changes I would make is um, I would add weight requirements to the players. Like they couldn't be but a certain size because it's like mathematics. It's like, you know, math times speed equals the collision. So, I would roll, get rid of the targeting and get rid of all that, you know, you know, rocking the passer type thing, hits that are going on in the league now. And I would um, – because I really think that's a limited thing and taking the fun out of the game. And I would add weight requirements to certain – to do it by position. Then I would, um, I would have a, a system almost like in soccer where you would expand the league like eight teams or something or maybe six teams. And the bottom two teams would have to get relegated down to that to that second tier NFL league where they would have to play in the spring. And that would force teams uh, to uh, take – first of all, you wouldn't be playing for the first-round pick anymore because if you lose, you would have to be – you'd get relegated, back down. It would make the game more competitive from the top to bottom teams. And also add to, like, the storylines about teams getting relegated down – and the team's coming back up again. Uh, I think that would add some more fun to the NFL. Right,
1: and that's also, a good – yeah, and what? one other thing. What do you have, Leonard?
4: Oh, just one last thing is I I, I like to – Terry Bradshaw brought this up. I like the idea of half-picks. Instead of – you have half-sacks, have half-picks. So when the ball gets deflected off of uh, a guy's hands or somebody's hips, it would be a half-pick instead of a full-pick. I,
1: I like think that. that
4: would add, would You know –
1: Yeah, I like that, Leonard, thanks for your ideas out of Baltimore. Yeah, the relegation is a great idea. If you had NFL Spring League with the NFL Fall, which why they're letting the XFL, and I know the American Association of Football failed financially, but why the NFL isn't owning Spring and Fall. Relegation will never happen because the owners will never give up a piece of that TV billions.
2: But aside from that, Bill, I mean... To, you know, Leonard's point, the second worst team in the league last year is now playing for the Super Bowl a week from today. I mean, by his standard, the Niners would be relegated to whatever league you want to call it. And then what?
1: Well, I think three of the four, a caller said this earlier, three of the four finalists. So Tennessee, Kansas City, San Francisco, Minnesota uh, were not in the playoffs a year ago. We're not in the playoffs a year ago. Three of the four. Cousins had a bounce back year, no Niners, right? And Chiefs lost in the AOC title game at home to Brady and the Patriots, and the Titans weren't in. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Three of the four. Yeah, the relegation would be fun, and I know they do that in English, Premier League, but the owners aren't giving it up, and – you know, I I will say that you know most NFL teams like the Browns thought this was going to be a playoff year, and some even thought they could win the AFC. Lions were thinking this was going to be a year where they could win eight nine games. Didn't happen. And then I said this at the top of the show about two and a half hours ago. The NFL, most of these teams play to win. Some will tank it, like the Trevor Lawrence tank will be interesting. But watching the NBA. How these guys don't want to show up sometimes drives me crazy. The callers online, we'll get to your huge opinions coming up here in a few moments. If you want to join us live, 1-855-2124-CBS. Tweet me, I'll read it on air. I promise I read them all. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. We are back live across North America. We're all about huge opinions every Saturday night. Graceffo and Horwitz, the A-team, producing back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. John Fast with an update here in about 20 minutes. Huge question of the night, or questions plural, state of the NFL. What's really good about the league right now? What's the worst thing about it? And what changes are needed? Tom Brady. What jersey will he be wearing when he begins the 2020 season? I think it's a two-year deal with the team. Maybe the second year will be an option. Is it the Dolphins? Is it the Colts? A lot of people are leaning that way. The Raiders, he took that photo with Mark Davis at the McGregor fight out in Vegas. Glitz glamour if you're Gruden. And, you're, and you add Brady, and then Carr moves on wherever he ends up. Maybe he ends up in New England. This quarterback shuffle that could take place from Rivers to Dalton to Brady to Derek Carr, Cam Newton, and if Tampa Bay and Arians goes with a veteran QB like he had success with Palmer out in the desert, And he did turn to Brady like Graceffo brought up. Then Winston is there to be a starter or backup. And so where does Cam Newton go? Bears are looking for a quarterback. They have some decent weapons. Chicago's a pretty big city. Brady's played in bad weather. His NFL career in New England, college career at Michigan. This quarterback carousel, because you know Burrow's a lock with the Bengals. Miami's going to get their quarterback unless there was somebody jumping up to grab that third pick from Detroit. I don't think the Giants are moving. They're going to go offensive line more than likely. They got their quarterback of the future. Chargers, if you're losing Rivers, Derek Brown may be too good to pass up, but you watch Justin Herbert out of Oregon, the senior bowl MVP can the Chargers not draft a quarterback, or could that be Derek Carr comes down the coast? I, again, the shuffle, or, or is that Tom Brady and all these prognosticators, two of the three at CBSports.com are saying they're going to go defensive line one. Has Herbert going at number six to the Chargers? Will Brady end up out in Los Angeles? And then the third quarterback on the board seems to be Jordan Love out of Utah State. Raiders or the Colts. Again, you're looking at this quarterback shift. Dalton will be a backup somewhere, I think. You know, if he wants to. These guys are so loaded with the big deals they've had, do they even want to be a backup? So you tell me where will Brady end up when uh, 855-212-4 CBS? That's when eight five five. at Saturday Huge on Twitter, and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Luke in Pittsburgh, listening on 93.7 FM. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hey, how you doing? Um, How you doing, Luke? I'm doing fantastic. Um, If I'm Brady, I think a spot that I should go to would be to the Colts. I say that because, one, competing in the AFC South. It's really not that competitive a division right now. Um you look at who they have for quarterback, they have Brissett and uh Hoyer or and um Brissett's a little young right now. I feel like if Brady were to go down there it would be great for him to learn under him. And I think Hoyer's kind of you know, he's thirty four years old right now. I think he's kind of not their choice. Um they have a young defense. I mean there's no one on that whole entire defensive front that's over thirty. You know, you think about that. Um, I like their, I like Hilton as a, a wide receiver for Brady to go to. I think he's fantastic, he'd be fantastic if uh, Brady was behind him. And then you look, you know, at Mac the running back. I mean, he had a thousand ninety-one rushing yards. That's not too bad as, as a uh, running back as well. So I just wanted to give you my opinion on where I think Brady should go. And, uh, hear what you have to say as well.
1: Hey, thanks for listening in Pittsburgh, buddy. Really appreciate uh, the call. Yeah, there's there's everyone has a team. There's a lot of teams. So then, you know, the devil's advocate side would be, well, if there's so many destinations for Brady, is the Belichick-Brady relationship that bad that it's done? It, it seems that way. I guess it will depend on you know, there's talk now Brady's always taking pay cuts. He's been a team player. He, it was about the rings. His wife is making, you know, $50 million a year, or was as one of the world's top supermodels. So hey, there, there just seems to be too much there. And we don't know going back to the Jimmy G thing, right, and the TV-12 stuff. And now that they're not winning, does it just sever the relationship? Let's go to Jim in Rochester, New York. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
5: Hey, thanks for the time. I always enjoy listening to this show, especially your speaking style. I think it's got a great balance, not overly animated, not boring. It's uh, just right.
1: Yeah, Thank you, Jimmy.
5: Very much. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, I'd like to hit on all your topics. I know time's limited, but I would, maybe I'll just keep it to one if we got enough time. Whatever. Uh, State of the NFL. You know, overall, uh, it's my favorite league by far. Been following it since the early '80s when I was in elementary school, and I think overall it's great. But there's one thing that has bothered me for years about the playoffs, and this has been brought up. The owners' meeting, they keep putting it on the table. I don't know why. Uh, there's definitely a flaw in the system here. I don't necessarily have a problem with the divisional winners automatically getting in until you see, and we see it every once in a while, these 8-8 and and these 9-7 and teams win their division, they get in, some other team in another division in the same conference goes 10-6 and second place, and they don't get in. I, I don't know how anybody can say there's not a flaw staring the NFL right in the face. Herm Edwards put it well years ago. You play to win the game. That's what every team is doing every single week when they take the field. And when that happens, you are essentially punishing a team that won more games, you're rewarding a team that won fewer. I don't know if it would help a whole lot, but I'm thinking of incorporating a seventh team. Uh, one of your callers last hour kind of stole my thunder a little bit on that one. I don't know about eight teams. That'd be kind of tough. You'd have to play eight games that first weekend in January. That'd be kind of tough scheduling. If you had seven, be a piece of cake. You'd have three games on Saturday, three on Sunday, in that first weekend in January, and that would be no problem. The only change would be number two seeds would no longer get a bye. They'd have to play. Number one seeds would still get a bye. Other than that, I think it'd be pretty simple. Um, As far as Super Bowl goes, um, you know, it seems like I'm hearing a lot of talk about uh, Mahomes and Reed, Mahomes and Reed. and, And it's understandable, a great coach and certainly a great young, talented quarterback. And if people want to say that he's better than Garoppolo, that's fine. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, but uh, I could see either one of these teams winning. That's, I think that's the reason why we got this line that's floating between one and two points. Either one could win, but I think I'm going to give a slight edge to the 49ers on this one. Mahomes um, might be the better quarterback, but I think the 49ers are a more balanced team. Um, they got a very good running game. They've got a great defense. I think they're a little bit more balanced. I think Kansas City might be a little bit too one-dimensional with Patrick Mahomes in there at, at quarterback. And for all the people that are coming down on Jimmy G that he didn't throw very much in the playoffs, folks, I got news for you. Um, When you're running 42 times for nearly 300 yards, and that's not a misprint, nearly 300 yards in an NFC title game, newsflash, you don't need to pass that much. And they had something similar happen against the Vikings, not quite as much, uh, but that's kind of the way it goes. If you're running well and you're playing good defense, you really don't need to pass. And I'd be curious to hear your comments on, on all that. Thanks for the time.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jim. Great call, man. Uh, you said it all. I agree with you. I don't. In regards to your last comment, I don't know where I'm going on my Super Bowl pick. I, I think San Francisco is the most complete team I've seen in the NFL in a while. There's not a weakness. And you're right. If they're averaging over seven yards a carry, and Green Bay's defense have played pretty well this year, Jimmy G didn't have to throw. And now the storyline, I think you're lining up Jimmy G versus Mahomes. I always say you take a quarterback and you line him up against the other quarterback. And what Andy Reid and Spagnola and Kansas City did is after that 10-0 lead, they made that game Tannehill versus Mahomes. Game over. I'm watching Tennessee bring Derrick Henry off the field. I'm like, are you kidding me? in sets okay you're you're gonna go with Tannehill. i don't care if you're down 17 two touchdowns henry doesn't come off the field on any play call i have you know i went inside the numbers and if you look at their schedule which cbssports.com broke it down kyler murray russell wilson gave them the most trouble defensively uh breeze quick throws not a lot of time to get after him. That was like a 48, 46 shootout. You know, the spread and quick throws, not necessarily just a quarterback that can run. I know they beat Lamar Jackson or Lamar Jackson, you know, with San Francisco that 2017 game. He didn't, he, he's a, that's not a spread offense where they're throwing quick every second. It's Lamar Jackson just being a freak athlete. So I, you know, Murray is a rookie, you know. Getting out of the pocket, they they like to bring a lot of pressure. Uh, and you know, where Vrabel was caught, if you play man, <laughs> they can they got the receivers that can just run by. If you play zone, Mahomes will kill you. And also, if you're playing man and the running guys deep, Mahomes can go left or right. And like that touchdown, which sealed the game. So I, you know, Chiefs defense played well, but. Tannehill was put in a position where he had to throw so you could tee off on him. That's a tough one because how do you bet against Mahomes? Seriously. How, how do you go against him? That I really like the complete San Francisco football team, I think, led by Staley, their offensive line, defensive lines. You can do the old coach cliche business and say trenches wins any big football game. And the Chiefs line pretty good, too. So I don't, Mahomes, the dude's a magician. He's like Steph Curry with a football. He's even better than Lamar, not faster. Lamar's the best running quarterback I've ever seen in the NFL, right there with Vic. But Mahomes, his ability, where you don't know if he's running, and he can flick it underhand, he can can do the no-look pass. When it looks like nothing's there... Mahomes will find something. It's not like he's going to run like the touchdown he had before halftime and do that all the time, but he'll run when it's third and seven and you need eight to keep a drive alive or put a team away. He He's the, he's one of the few guys in the NFL right now that his extension, if it's five years and $40 million, I don't know if they've, agreed to that, or when they're going to announce it, or if they'll do it Super Bowl week, but that dude's worth $50 million. If Dak Prescott was asking for $30, 35000000 back when that contract was being discussed, when the Cowboys are supposed to be the best team in the NFC going in, or one of them this year, then Mahomes is worth $50 million in my book if I was paying the freight man, I want to go in, say, the Niners defensive line and offensive line will own that game. Because if you go with the dominance of their defense, the the only times they weren't dominant, Rams got them once, that Niners shoot out twice, surprisingly, with Arizona, but that's Kyler Murray keeping plays alive. That's Russell Wilson keeping plays alive. Like I said, with Miami beating New England in the final week, and the Seahawks a, a foot away from scoring that touchdown at the end, what that final week did to change the landscape of NFL history. I'll make my pick next Saturday night. I, I can't do it now. I'm torn. I really am, and that's going to make for a good game. we got one final hour with your huge opinions, one 855 cbs that's 18552124227 and at Saturday Huge on Twitter.